Well, what is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline. I am your host, Joe Miller, the voice of the overreaction Bills. Well, I can't say that anymore. <laughs> I think I can still say it verbally. I just can't put it, write it, post it, or do anything like that as far as call myself Bills. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, real quick, so sidebar, start the show off with a sidebar. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, uh, we received a cease and desist letter from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, no longer allowed to use the word Bills. So I'm taking, uh, uh, I guess, uh, requests on the name for my podcast. I was thinking the um, Overreaction Williams podcast, but I don't think that that works as well. But uh, anyways, voice of the Overreaction Sports Podcast, Buffalo Sports Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. You are tuned in to the Hump Day on the Buffalo Fanatics Multicast Network. Hump Day, Hump Hump Day, Hump Day. And it is good to see you guys here. We got a whole bunch of y'all jumping in. Buster, I see you. What's up? Uh, it's good to see you. Ryan Horton's in the house. Elliot's in the house. Lewis Maddles is in the house. Brett Holmes is in the house. John Banks is in the house. PJ's in the house. Y'all just lining up and getting in here. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Whatever platform you were watching this on right now, jump uh, onto it and uh, share it and uh, all that good stuff as far as that goes uh, so that other people can get up in here. So let Bill's Mafia know where you're at. Where you're at. Also, jump on that like button. Hump that like, as we like to say on Wednesday nights, especially victory Wednesday nights. And I got a lot of energy tonight. I hope you guys know that. I got a ton of... Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, somebody's in the thing saying their feelings are hurt, but I can't really read it because the comments are flying so back. Already got our first super chat from John Banks. What is up, John Banks? Welcome into the show. The New York football team, easy. <laughs> we are the only New York football team. It is absolutely true, but you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Fanatics Multicast Network, brought to you by Manscaped, and this is what's up. So my, my guy, Clay, is going to be joining us for the at, at nine at nine thirty for the uh, second half of the show, and I'm going to wait because he ripped it. He did such a good job on the the manscaped read last week that we're going to let Clay do the manscaped read once again this week because uh, my my guy just killed it, and uh, I was about as red as the word hump day up in the logo there because <laughs> of what he said. It was amazing. So stick around. Don't, like, go to another show. I know that I know. I know the problem. I know that there's, like, 15 shows that are on Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock. Uh, this is the one you want to be at. And the reason that I know is because we usually hang around that 150 mark as far as people that are tuned in until about 9.05, and then the number jumps to like 250, 300, because everybody that's watching the other shows comes to where they should have started. Y'all should just start and stay right here with Joe Miller and the Hump Day Hotline. So do me a favor, though. I've already said it. Hump that like button. Whatever platform you're on, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, jump on it, share it. Let's get some more of the mafia up in here. How are we feeling? I'm excited. I Dude, coming off of that 49ers game, I am crazy crazy excited it is just uh so many people so many people were concerned were nervous right the amount of people that were on twitter saying you know effectively i like sunday one o'clock games because they're afraid they're afraid that the buffalo bills are going to go out the one thing we all want we all want prime time we all want the world to take notice and bills mafia is afraid of the bills being on prime time because they might lay an egg I'm here to tell you guys, this is a different football team. Throw that Titans game away. Throw that Chiefs game away. The Titans especially, but the Chiefs game. I mean, that Chiefs game, 
as much as we didn't like it, as much as the outcome wasn't what we wanted, they were in that game the whole time. Put those fears to rest. This is not the same team. This is not the same quarterback. What's up, Eric? Welcome to the show. Amazing primetime show. Go Bills. JA17 MVP worthy. I don't know if you've seen it. He is number three now in the uh, current favorites for MVP. And his numbers in Vegas, and I'm not a Vegas guy. Well, I enjoy Vegas. I love to play cards, blackjack, and hold them. I'm not a, I'm not a sports better. So whatever it means that his numbers are going up, that means that like the line are going down rather the lines going down, which means that it's more apt more. It looks starting to look more like he's going to become or could, has the potential to be the MVP and make no mistake. The next four games mean a lot to Josh Allen, especially on primetime. So the Pittsburgh game, the Denver game and the Patriots game mean a lot to his chances of becoming MVP. That's not really what I want to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the Steelers. We're going to talk about the 40. Or I'm sorry. We're going to talk about the 49ers. We're going to talk about the Steelers. And then we're going to talk about some probably playoff stuff. And then uh, the whole time, we're going to field questions from you guys. Comments, questions, whatever concerns you have. Uh, we want you to be a part of the show, just like Sean is right now. Sean, thank you for the super chat. Imagine if the Bills had a had a QB Nick Wright. <laughs> Nick Wright trusted. For those of you that don't know, uh, Nick Wright, um, get Nick Wright, I believe is his, is his Twitter handle, at get Nick Wright. Um, he's trolling Bills Mafia hardcore, but so is Keyshawn Johnson today. Keyshawn Johnson was tro- tro- trolling Bills Mafia today, but 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 Nick Wright is trolling Bills Mafia bad. Like, it's it's just bad. Like, and, and like Keyshawn today, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, it was part of my take or one of those shows on ESPN was saying that, you know, even with the even the, the win that the Bills had over the Rams, right? Because the Bills have beaten six playoff teams, I think is the number. So this, or six of the wins that the Bills have are against playoff current teams that are going to be in the playoffs. And one of those teams was the Rams. And Keyshawn was like, yeah, but they played them early. Well, yeah, Keyshawn. But if I'm if I remember correctly, the Rams were undefeated. Right. When the Bills beat the Rams, the Rams were undefeated. So it's not like the Rams were like, oh, and three and came into Buffalo and the Bills waxed them. No, that's not what happened. That Rams team was good and they've been good the whole season. But yes, uh, Nick Wright is just he's just he's just trolling the Buffalo Bills. And you guys need to not fall for it. We we as we as the mafia, we need to find a headspace where we are just like, you know what? We're going to do us and you do you. And if you don't like the Bills and you don't like Josh Allen, we don't care because at the end of the day, we love Josh Allen. We love our football team. We love our city, right? We love, if you're from Buffalo, if you're a son or a daughter of Buffalo, the pride you have that comes forth out of you that, that come, everywhere. You, I lived in Columbus, Ohio for 13 years. I lived in Missouri. I lived in Florida. Everybody I knew knew I was from Buffalo because it comes out of us. Everything we talk about, we live, breathe, breathe eat, sleep, Buffalo. Uh, somebody saying my, my audio is going in and out. Is that true? What's up, Cindy Floyd Westling? It's been a long time since I've seen you speaking to people from Ohio. Is that true? Is my is my audio going in and out, or is, are you guys good? Somebody tell me in the chat real quick. Audio good, audio bad. Because on my side, it sounds good. In the chat, just no. <laughs> uh, no. No, your audio is good. Okay, so my audio is good on my side. So if, you, if you're having a problem, Cindy, more than likely the audio is on your end. So I apologize. So, uh, yeah, so I forgot where I was in that rant. Uh, so those of you that don't know, my, my friend Cindy Floyd Wessling, where'd she go? Uh, she is a Steeler fan, tried and true Steeler fr- fan from uh, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and uh, treat her well. Cindy, stick around in the chat. We're going we're gonna to be balanced. We're going to be objective. We are Bill's Mafia. But stick around in the chat. Don't go anywhere. And treat Cindy good because Cindy is a, a friend of mine and she is awesome. My guy Jeff King showing up. Good Lord, Jeff King. Thank you for the super chat, brother. 
That's how effing exciting I excited I am. Love it. Completely loved it. Offense, defense is coming back. Seriously, looking good all the way around. Keyshawn wishes he had John. Dude, you can stop right there. Keyshawn Johnson wishes, wishes he had Josh Allen when he was playing. He wouldn't have had to say, give me the damn ball. He, you're right. You're absolutely. Jeff King, first of all, thank you for the super chat. Thank you for being a part of the show. And thank you for bringing the energy, my, my guy. Like, yes, Keyshawn Johnson, all these guys. Somebody has to be the, the devil's advocate, right? So it's, it's almost like we get troll. It's two things. So somebody has to be the guy on the other side that says, hey, uh, I don't believe in that team. And then somebody also has to be the guy that's like trying to get his Twitter, Twitter mentions up and has to like slam Bill's Mafia because we come at him. <laughs> if you're on Twitter or Facebook and somebody says something negative about the Buffalo Bills, we know what happens. We come after them. Like, and it's relentless. Like, at like dude, Twitter was rolling today with some dude, and I retweeted it too. Some dude from two years ago that was saying the Bills, could you imagine a world where the Bills pay $15 million a year for John Brown and Cole Beasley? And it's like, yeah, I can imagine that because it's working out pretty well for the Buffalo Bills, if I do say so myself. Uh, there it is right there. That's what we need. We need the bell up in this mug. So, so Rico's got to send me a bell. So I need Rico and uh, Pierre to send me a bell uh, so we can get this uh, this trainer rolling with the bell. But uh, this is exactly right, Matthew. Thank you for this comment. Those guys on TV get paid to take opposing views so they can argue. And it's true. The hard part about it is the ones that just die by it. Like they're like, you know what? I'm going to take the negative side of the Buffalo Bills and I'm going to carry that narrative like for the whole season. It's almost like good morning football. And I, you know, I love good morning football. And we've talked about Kay Adams on this show when, when Jay Spence was here. Uh, and we talked about these guys. And I love, I love Nate Burleson. I love Shrags. I love Kyle Brandt. I love Kay. But like I woke up Tuesday morning, right? I woke up Tuesday morning after getting three hours of sleep. I got three hours of sleep Monday night because after the game, it was 1120. The game ended at 1120. I was fired up, right? I was just, I was not in a condition necessarily to, to record a podcast. I was just like ready to roll and like I was ready to go out and run like that. That's where I was at. So I had to I had to come down. I had to come down off the high as far as like what I watched the, the, the game that the Buffalo Bills put together a complete four quarter game complete all three phases. Like when you watch that football game, the Buffalo Bills crushed the 49ers. It it, there, it was never in doubt. There was never a moment, even with the Bills taking chances and, and turning it over on downs on the goal line, Zach Moss fumbling. The Bills were never not in control of that football game. So I went to bed, or I'm sorry, 1120, the game ends. I needed to wait until about midnight. So right around midnight, I got downstairs and I started putting my notes together for the show. Got it recorded, got it all put together, got it loaded up to the to the network or, you know, and all that stuff, all the things that I have to do, like to make this stuff happens. I get to bed at three o'clock in the morning. I'm up at 630, right? I'm up at 630 in the morning. And the reason that I'm awake at 630 in the morning is because I want to watch Good Morning Football. Well, sure enough, first highlight come on Good Morning Football to, uh, at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, and they do a 30 second, 45 second roll of the Bills highlights, right? Bills highlights. And then they don't talk about the bills again for the rest of the hour, seven to eight o'clock. And I was like, are you serious right now? Like I saw more about the Nutra grinder. I saw more Nutra. I saw more information about the Nutra grinder than I did the Buffalo bills. And they get mad. They get mad at bills mafia because we're all up in their mentions being like, could you talk about the bills, please? The bills are going to, the bills could go to the super bowl and win, 
And the whole way there, all we're going to hear about is that nobody believes in this football team until we beat the next team. Well, if they beat the 49ers, then I'll believe. If they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, then I'll believe. If they beat the Denver Broncos, then I'll believe. If they beat the New England Patriots, then I'll believe. It's going to go all the way. Like, the Bills are in the Super Bowl again, and the Bills win the Super Bowl, and it's like, well, I'm still not so sure about 2021. Like, I think they won on a fluke. In 2021, they're probably going to end up 6-10. and 10. And it's like, give me a break. And I... <laughs> And, and, I, and I started the show saying that we need to just stop worrying about it. And I think that's where we are, guys. I think we're literally in a place where we just need to stop worrying about it. Uh, <laughs> grinder, Props to Nutri-Grinder, solid product. That's my brother. So that is Andrew Miller, and that is my, my brother from the same father. <laughs> if that makes any sense so brother from another mother stuff like but that's my brother that is legit my brother so welcome andy uh uh into the show welcome everybody else i'm just i'm just i'm feel i'm i'm feeling the flow i don't know i don't know what to tell you guys i'm just feeling the flow the buffalo bills are nine and three nine and three coming off a dominant amazing win against the san francisco 49ers on a neutral field uh which the buffalo bills somehow we're underdogs. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, but you know what? It's probably not going to happen a whole lot more this season. I think, does anybody know? Tell me in the chat. Are the Bills underdogs this week? Are, are they underdogs at home against the Steelers? Uh, because if they are, ugh, man, it's going to be it's going to be a tough weekend for me. But somebody, somebody, somebody that bets, let me know if the Bills are underdogs in the chat real quick. Um, what do we got going on here? Minus two, minus two. So if, they're, if the Bills are minus two, no, if uh, so it's minus three automatically. So yeah, they're plus one, right? Is that what that means? The bills are plus one. They're giving the bills one point with the three point home advantage that they give everybody. So I got, no, now I got people saying 2.5 favorites. Oops, where'd they go? I just jumped on the wrong thing. Sorry about that. Uh, where are they at? Uh, bills are favorites. So no, I, I don't think you, somebody get it straight. So somebody that bets, get it. Where is, uh, <laughs> where's Casey Reed when I need him, right? <clears throat> uh, so yeah, we'll talk about it, but, uh, what stuck out with you in this 49ers game? It was funny because when I finished my show, when I finished recording my show uh, for Tuesday, I was upset because I left out some incredibly, what I felt were big talking points that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and uh, if it's if the betting line is Bills plus two, that means that we are underdogs is what that means. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I left out talking points. I'll get back to that here in a second because I got another. You guys are like super chatting me up tonight. Andrew Miller. This is the other Andrew Miller. Uh, this is my brother from another mother. <laughs> At some point, we got to break down games and how you would beat the Bills versus being scared of the opponent. Uh, that's true. We're going to talk a little bit about that with Clay tonight. Andrew, stick around. When Clay shows up, the questions that I have for, for Clay are literally based off of this type of stuff. So this is literally where we are. I agree 100%. We're at the point where going into that 49ers game in my preview show, which I can stop right there, kind of, if you're not subscribed to the Overreaction Bills podcast currently, you need to. So if you're going to the Buffalo Fanatics daily podcast platform to listen to my show uh, and you're getting it on Mondays generally, you're missing exclusive content from me. The exclusive content that you're missing from me is my preview show. I do a preview show every week that's about 20 to 25 minutes long, not super long. Uh, you're also missing the replay of this, so I actually post this. Uh, if, so if you miss the hotline, you can catch it on my RSS feed. You need to go to your, your platform, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Search Overreaction Bills. It's still the Overreaction Bills for a little while. It's going to have to change soon, like I said, because I got a cease and desist from the Buffalo Bills. 
they don't like my free advertisement, free promotion and free marketing. So I've effectively been fired from a non-paying job uh, but <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but what I said on the preview game show is I'm confident. I'm, I'm legit confident. And to the point that, that you were just making, uh, we need to be in a space where that confidence has returned to us as Bill's Mafia. We're no longer going into these games, even primetime games, scared to death. We need to be having conversations about how the Bills are going to beat whoever we're playing and what they have to do to beat us. I agree 100% that that's where we need to be. I was confident going into that 49ers game. I'm concerned going into this Pittsburgh game because the Bills have not had a great history of beating the Steelers. This is going to be a fun game. This is going to be a fantastic matchup, and we're not going to talk about it for about another 10 or 15 minutes, 13 minutes until Trey, uh, uh, Clay Troy gets here, but we're going to talk about it in a minute. But I want you guys to get to the point where you expect to win. I want the mafia to start expecting to win because we are power rankings right now five in the NFL. I think somebody had us at three. Some crazy person had us at nine I saw today, which when you put a team at five in the top five, you're talking Super Bowl contention at that point. You're one of the five best teams in the NFL. Do you think at this point in time, the Buffalo Bills are Super Bowl contenders? Light the chat up with that. Are the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl contenders right now being power ranked number five? I saw three. The best one I saw was number three. Ahead of us were the Chiefs and the Steelers, and that was it. Three AFC teams in a row, top three teams in the NFL. So what, what do you guys think uh, as far as just being uh, 100%? That's where I'm at, says Connor. Uh, <clears throat> Neon Brady says yes. Uh, Rebecca, welcome to the show, says yes. Uh, Buff says absolutely. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, da, 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 da. You guys are hauling now. Uh, I can't get to it. It keeps popping up on me. Uh, Triggs44 says we will beat the Steelers with the, with their catching issues and can't run for the uh, for the football. We will beat them. I like the confidence. I, I'm in agreement two we're going to get that get to that soon uh what's up kevin the resident dolphins fan but uh buffalo fanatics contributor kevin joe i think they're contenders i do too dude like i literally that's where i'm at so joe drummond says yup welcome into the show joe omar welcome into the show if the defense plays better we are unstoppable can we talk about this for a minute this is something we need to talk about because this offense the way that they play you go to the Chargers game, and I talked about this last week. That Chargers game, I had to apologize for because on my rewatch, when I went back and rewatched that Chargers game, the Bills were never not in control of that game, and the Chargers had no answers for this Buffalo Bills offense. 49ers game was one punt away for being the second no-punt game the Bills have played this year. I'm going somewhere with this, so stick with me. The second, they were one punt away. They, they had to punt with 344 left in the game in the fourth quarter only punt this offense is in fuego if anybody's watching from spain or mexico this offense was in fuego right or is in fuego right now they're hard to stop like they're 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 beating teams at will right now if we can get this defense to continue to find its rhythm to find its strength to get back to who they were in 2019 man Good Lord. My brother Andrew says, if they can't if they can't keep rolling, yes, now is when you want to play your best ball. They're coming together at the right time. If they can keep this thing rolling, if they can keep building on what they're doing, yes, now is the right time. 
Uh, I don't know if this question, John, do we want KC or Miami to win? Uh, probably KC. I would like as much as last week's show was titled uh, Destiny is All because the Bills are in, in, no, I'm sorry, it was two weeks ago because the Bills are in control of their own destiny and they've got somebody right on their heels. Uh, I would like a little space between us and Miami. The good news is, is we're going to play Miami in the last game of the season in January, first weekend in January in Buffalo in Orchard Park which is not going to bode well for Miami if that game ends up meaning something. Chances are, to me, I don't think it's going to mean something. Cedric says, I think we're contenders. I do too, bro. Uh, I do too. So Brian Bowers is lighting up the comments. People are responding to him. I don't know what you said, but uh, I love that. Brian Brian is my guy. So uh, be good to Brian. And Brian is a, a staple here on the show. What's up, Richard Rush, my other brother, my guy? Buffalo Fanatics are our are, are therapist for fan PTSD. We are contenders. And when we beat the Steelers, we will be Super Bowl bound. If we beat the Steelers, guys, the Bills are the Bills are winning out. If we beat the Steelers, I'm telling you right now, the Bills are going to run the table. I said it on my podcast two weeks ago. Maybe it was maybe it was Saturday's preview show or Sunday's preview show, Monday's preview show. What I'm I'm losing track. It's been a busy week. I got th- so I recorded Sunday. I recorded Monday. Uh, I was on the Built in Buffalo po- uh, uh, YouTube show on Saturday. I've got this tonight. I'm recording with John Fina tomorrow. What's up, Chris Janky? The real Chris Janky is in the house. Uh, I'm recording with John Fina, the off tackle uh, with John Fina show tomorrow night. That's going to drop on Friday. I got a lot going on. Like this season, th- this season is wrapping up. It's probably going to kill me. <laughs> and if it doesn't, I might end up divorced by the time this thing is over. George, welcome into the show. We just need this defense to be top 10. Our offense is so much better than last year. So we can handle this defense, giving up some points. It's true. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was I put out a tweet. I put out a tweet uh, during the football game. The Bills were up. They had scored, I think, 34 points. So the game was, they were. it was a three-possession game. And the Bills, uh, al- the defense allowed them to come straight back down the field. I believe they scored once. Um, and then they were getting ready to score again. And I literally, I think they were on the 10 or the 15-yard line. And I tweeted. I said, I just wish this defense could one time close out a football game. And what I meant by that was the Bills have a three-possession lead, right? So we're up. And instead of watching us give up two easy touchdowns in the last four, five, six minutes of a football game, just once I would like the defense to close the door. Like, just show up and close the door. And sure enough, dude, what happens? Trey Day shows up. Trey White intercepts that football on the goal line, and it's like they answered. They they heard me, and they answered. It was incredible, and that was just one of those things. The, this team, I, the things I want you to take solace in, Bill's Mafia, the things that I want you to take solace in as we talk about being confident about this football game, that defense is coming together. They closed out a game against the 49ers. How about, let's talk about just for a second, if you will, let's talk just for a second about the the two-minute drive, which was actually 105, 65 seconds, going into halftime, right? Going into halftime where they kicked the field goal. They were not really in a hurry up. They were pretty much just taking their time. They were very calm. They were very collected. They were, there was... There wasn't a sense of urgency as much as there was a sense of expectations. We got 65 seconds. We're going to go down the field and we're going to put some more points on the game on the board before this half is over. I remember why the first play, if you remember 65 seconds left on the clock, the bills get the ball back. 
wherever they were, 15 yard line, 25, 20, 25 yard line. I don't remember where they were exactly. First play is a run play. I think they got three yards. And I'm like, hmm, that's different. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, huge chunks, huge chunk, huge chunk, huge chunk, kicking a field goal. Tyler Bass, like, has become money for this football team. Like, shout out, shout out to my guy, Hauschka. Thank you for everything you did. Hausch, we love you. Bill, Bill's Mafia for life. But how clutch right now is 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 Tyler Bass becoming? But that's one more thing that we as Bills Mafia need to be confident in. Confident. And there's so much more stuff. So much more stuff. So uh, Peter's trying to get my attention. We, uh, we got the ball. I said, time to score again. Wasn't even surprised. We are different this year. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the Humpty Hotline. There's almost 200 people up in this mug. Whatever platform you're watching, you're watching the Hump Day Hotline. Jump on that like button. Hump that like button. Uh, share it. Uh, let your friends know. Let's get more Bills Mafia up in this place. Uh, and I'm Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. How about this? Josh Allen is not only now recognizing, right, recognizing when, when, when the opposing team does something wrong. So whether it's 12 men on the field against the Chargers. So if you remember that shot, there was a shot of Josh Allen. He was under center looking straight at the defender, right, who was running for the sideline and quick snapped the ball, got him a 12 men, 12 men, on, the, 12 men on the field, got a free play. He, he, so he's seeing that stuff. He's seeing the offsides. He's seeing offsides. And when he sees the offsides, he, he knows that he's got a free play. Not only is he doing those things that we have waited 20 years to see somebody do again, a quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. How about this? He's also calling penalties <laughs> mid-play, right? There was the one play. He's rolling out to his right. Stephon Diggs gets totally held, and Josh Allen points. He looks at the ref, and he points. He goes, that's a foul. And sure enough, ref pulls out his flag, throws it on the ground. Josh Allen gets a free play. Like, the confidence in the moxie of the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills right now is something to behold. Something to behold. You need to have confidence. Eric, thank you for the super chat. Like you called it, Joe, pass first and use the run to keep defenses at bay. Beasley always open along with Diggs and Brown coming back with Gabe stepping up. McKenzie doing his thing. D stepping up huge lately. What we needed. You can't see half of my face right now. So I got to take this down. Eric, thank you for the super chat. You're the man. I, the, the sense of <clears throat> the confidence that I had going into this football game, the, the straight confidence that I had going into this football game literally went to a hundred, a hundred when Josh Allen hit Cole Beasley on either the first or second play of the game, I was like, yes, <laughs> that's where you want to go. Literally, that's where you, if Josh Allen, he, he just played a different football game against a, a very good 49ers defense. And that football game, that plan that he had was literally to take what the defense gave. And you saw a different in rhythm Josh Allen because they were passing first. I've said it, you've heard me say it almost all year, to hell with balance. Forget balance. I don't care about run plays. Yes, we need to run the football. I'm not saying that you you don't ever run it. I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't run it. There's times to run the football. But we don't need to be 50-50. We don't need to be 45-55. You pass the ball because that's what this team is. This is a passing offense first. Pass the football and then catch them with the runs. Catch them with the runs. So it's just incredible. Uh, Bruce Nolan's up in the house. What's up, Bruce? My man can't go broke. Taking a profit. <laughs> it's 
It's absolutely true. Ladies and gentlemen, you're watching the Hump Day Hotline here on the Buffalo Fanatics Multicast Network. I'm your host, uh, Joe Miller, and uh, my, my guy Clay Troy is coming up here in a minute. We're going to talk Steelers. Before we jump over to Clay, before we jump to Clay, uh, this is probably right, Triggs, 70-30, 65-35, right? But it, it shouldn't be all deep to intermediate throws. It needs to be, as John Fina said, and we've all talked about, those two to fours, right? One to threes. And the Bills are getting very good at doing wide receiver screens. You know, obviously the pop passes, the jet sweeps, things like that. Yes, there's there's a great deal. But this is a pass-first team. This is a pass-first football team. And I'm a little bit nervous. The only thing that I'm nervous about this weekend against the Steelers is the Steelers, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to get there here in a second with Clay, is the Steelers have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They're, I think they're top three. They're, they're number one. I've got a bunch of a bunch of stats. I don't want to give it away yet because we're going to get there in a second. I have all the stats for their defense when, when we talk to Clay. I'm afraid that the Bills are going to come into this football game because of weather and feel like, well, we got to run the football. No, you don't. You don't have to run the football. Ben Roethlisberger has made a living in Pittsburgh not running the football. Tom Brady made a living in New England not throwing the football, right? Like Jim Kelly made a living in Buffalo not throwing the football. John Elway made a living in Denver not throwing the football. Or I'm sorry, not running the football. Did I say not throwing the whole time? You know what I meant. Not running the football. They don't have to run the football. I don't know what I said there, but I think you know what. I think you got the point of what I was trying to say. Matthew Montgomery, thank you for the super chat, my guy. How about that new O-line combo this week? Allen had all day in the pocket, and if we keep that up, we're never losing the game. Matthew, this is what's up. So tomorrow, I already said it. I'm recording the Off Tackle with John Fina show tomorrow. It's going to drop on Friday morning. One of my questions for John Fina, former offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl year, is what he thought of that combination of Dawkins, uh, Butker, Morse, Feliciano, and Williams. I want to know what he thought what when he went back and reviewed. So stick around or I should say tune in for that. This is what we're going to do. Clay, are you ready? Can you hear me, Clay? I got a thumbs up from Clay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring in Clay uh, right now, and we're going to transition over to Bill's uh, Steelers game, football game. Uh, I got to do a couple quick things here. If I can figure out where they are, this is one of them, and then I can jump over to Clay. I can do this. Bang. Oh, that's not, we're way too close. <laughs> way too close. So there, we're getting closer, and then I got to get rid of this one. Oh, that ain't right. Something happened. That's what I want. There we go. <laughs> Technology and Joe Miller. I'm old, in case anybody <laughs> doesn't know that. So, <laughs> Clay, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm having I'm having a great day myself. Dude, I'm fired up, bro. Like, and the, and the chat, dude. There's a there's a whole bunch of people up in here. They've been in here since 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 the jump, and they're just like the comments are rolling. You're gonna have to do a lot of talking because I got I haven't been able to keep up with any of the comments. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's Mafia is on fire tonight, and uh, I am getting better. It's true. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> this this is not easy. I just I don't know how Rico does it. And I, oh, I said I said the Rico name. Dang it! <laughs> now we're going to get all the where's Rico comments. <laughs> so Clay, my guy, you just got done recording your show, uh, the Williams Counterpoint Show, because you mm -hmm. also got a cease and desist letter. <laughs> yes. <sighs> uh, how are you feeling about this Steelers game? We're going to start right there. How are you feeling right now? Because we've been talking. If you haven't, you jumped in about five minutes ago. Uh, backstage, uh, we've been talking about the Bills Mafia being confident, getting to the point where we understand who we are as a football team, what we can expect, and no longer saying what the Bills have to do necessarily. This was a great comment. What the Bills have to do to beat the other team, 
but more what the other team has to do to beat us is kind of like where we're beginning to go as a fan base, no longer being afraid of prime time, no longer being afraid of a defense, no longer being afraid of an offense. How are you feeling? How is this game sitting with you right now? I feel pretty good. I mean, it's it's a, it's absolutely a winnable game. Uh, the Bills just made a statement game on Monday Night Football against a very well-coached team, a very well-coached defense uh, on both sides of the ball there. They've got an offensive whiz in Kyle Shanahan, and they've got a great – they've got a head coaching candidate. He'll be a head coach next year in Robert oh, yeah. Sala on the defense. Oh, yeah. So uh, it, it's it's a great um, – you know, it, it was a really well-coached team. We can argue about, you know, the players that were injured and everything, but that was a statement game uh, that the Bills just went in there and performed. And if you know, if we want to talk, how are the Steelers going to beat the Bills? They have to figure out how to stop Josh Allen because Ooh. he's he's red hot right now. And the biggest problem with the Steelers defense is they love playing man, and you can't do that against Josh Allen. I mean, we kind of <laughs> saw, uh, you know, we saw weeks one through four yep. that um, that you can't play man against Josh Allen. The Seahawks tried to do it anyway, and it didn't go well for them either. So it, it's not something that can be done sustainably. You might be able to do like a little bit of a combo. If you're trying to, you know, get some of the some of the uh, not as not as good receivers, I mean, who are who are those? Maybe you can cover Gabe Davis, man, because he's he's a little slow in and out of his cut still. But you can't cover Beasley, man to man, and you can't Ooh. cover Dix, man to man. So uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers come out with their defensive game plan as to how they're going to stop Josh Allen. Um, and we even saw on Monday night. Josh can do well against zone too. His mm -hmm. numbers against zone were incredible. He was picking them apart it, it, and he knew where he wanted to go with the ball yep. right away. A lot of the right time he, he read the coverage. He knew what was going on. He knew where his guy was going to be and he would make the play fast. And when he didn't, he gets out of the pocket and he creates trouble for you. So you, if the Steelers want to beat the bills, they have to stop Josh Allen. They have to contain him in the pocket and they have to figure out how to, how to slow him down in any capacity because he is red hot right now. Yeah, it was interesting to me because, and, and Salah, as much as I respect him, and I, I had a couple of Niners uh, guys tweet me uh, during the football game, and I literally said, I respect this guy. Like, I have a ton of respect for Robert Salah. Um, it was, so two things. Number one, and I put a tweet out there, and it, it didn't go viral, but it was close. It was just a picture of his face, not happy. And it was like, I just put on there that like, this is the greatest wildcat offense I've ever seen. Because, <laughs> like, because he, he said like, they basically run a wildcat. And it's like, bro, no, <laughs> where <laughs> the Bills don't run a wildcat. Like it's, he had, Josh Allen had nine rushes. And I think only one of them or two of them were like, none of them were designed other than like yeah. fourth and short, fourth and one, third and ones. And then he took off twice, but like, there's no wildcat there. Um, but what was interesting to me is like, there was a couple plays early where they were playing man on the Bills, and Josh was beating them. And mm -hmm. it was very much, they backed up quick, and they're like, oh, let's not do that anymore. Like, it was obvious, and Josh just kept rolling. He was like, mm -hmm. oh, you're going to switch it on me? Okay, I got it. Yeah, And I, it'll be interesting to see because the Steelers have some injuries, and I'm going to jump ahead uh, mm -hmm. on our notes. The Steelers have some injuries on defense uh, mm -hmm. coming into this football game to mm -hmm. include Joe Hayden, which is big. Joe yes. Hayden is, I remember watching a lot of Joe Hayden when he was when he was on the Browns. And the Browns love Joe Hayden, and Browns fans love Joe Hayden. And then he went to Pittsburgh. He went to their arch enemies, which is funny. Uh, talk to me about just some of the injuries that are on this defense real quick and tell me what it looks like or what we can expect. 
So the biggest injuries really, um, Bud Dupree, uh, he went out recently. Uh, I mm-hmm. believe he's on IR. I think that might be season ending for him. And then his replacement who came in, stepped up. I can, I can never remember his name. I'm so sorry, but he, you know, his replacement came in, was playing well and he got hurt as well. So I now hurt. they're on their third string, um, you know, third string guy in a, in a position of need really. So that's mm-hmm. going to be the biggest one to me. Uh, yeah. Joe Hayden is in concussion protocol. So mm-hmm. there's a chance he plays, but I, I don't find it, you know, it's not very common that those guys can come back from a concussion in one week or pass that protocol. So right. um, Joe Hayden might be out too. Um, I mean, other than, it's not too bad uh, on the defensive side. They have some guys that are coming back on offense too. They're they're starting to get healthy now as well. It's starting to get to that time where uh, Spillane, thank you, Chris, uh, in the comments. Yeah, there. Spillane, uh, Spillane right. was the one that, that filled in and was doing well. Um, but, uh, oh, Devin Bush as well. I forgot about him. He um, he also was, uh, you know, he, he was early in the season. He's out. But that's another difference maker on that defense Correct. as well that we Correct. don't have to deal with. Um, where was I going with this? Um, <clears throat> We're talking about <laughs> de- defensive players who are injured right. and how that's effectively going to affect us as far as open up. That, that defense, as much as they're the number one scoring defense in the NFL, they're number one. Uh, and they're top five, I believe, in passing and put not uh, top five in passing and somewhere around 10 for rushing. Yeah. It's going to affect them. The Bills mm-hmm. are going to have opportunities, not to mention, and I'm giving, away, I'm giving away the whole house here, not to mention, you know, there's an aspect to, you know, in the research that I did, the teams that they're beating, most of them are not averaging over 20, 21 points a game. Right. So of, of the, what do they have, 11 wins, the 11 wins they have, it's like eight, seven, eight, or nine of the teams that they've beaten are not capable of scoring in the NFL right now, which is, this is the most prolific offensive year in NFL history. Uh, the Bills are in that 29 to 30 point range. Like eight or nine of the teams that they've beaten so far can't score more than 20 points in a game which says a lot. So what can we expect from this defense with the guys that are out? That was the question. Yeah. So, um, I mean, they're still a good defense. They're very well coached um, as well. It's, you know, it's, it's another one of those things where it's, they, they're going to be, very disciplined, and they still have a lot of good pieces on that defense too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, um, TJ Watt is looking really good this year. So um, there's still issues uh, that that they're going to have to deal with, and most of them are on that front. Uh, so I think the the upfront blocking is going to be the most important thing on how to slow down that defensive line from getting to Josh Allen. Uh, so we might see uh, a little bit of creativity from Dable. We've seen it before where where you know he'll bring in an extra guy. He's not afraid to put Lee Smith in a fullback position. You know in a wingback position, you know, to, to make sure that he's good to um, to, to get, get in there and block. Uh, he's not afraid of putting even Gabriel Davis. He'll motion him into mm-hmm. that spot as well because he's he's been a great blocker for the team so far as well. So um, I, I think we'll see a little bit of creativity as far as that goes. We might see some plays early on where it's designed to get the ball out quick um, just to make sure that, you know, the, the offensive line is warmed up and ready to go against those guys. Um, but I think that the defensive front is the most concerning thing to me on the Steelers defense. Yeah, for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump Day on the Buffalo Fanatics podcast or multicast network. I keep saying podcast network, multicast network. Uh, do me a favor. There's a whole bunch of folks up in here. Welcome to every single one of you. If you are new to the Hump Day Hotline, first thing we do, first thing we got to do is jump on that like button. Hump that like button. There are 206 people watching on YouTube. I've got 89 likes. It's not hard. You just hit the thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. Like it, get our metrics up, share this thing, and be a part of the conversation. If you've got a question, if you've got uh, if you've got a comment you want to make, uh, let your voice be heard. You guys pretty much control the show. We have notes, but at the end of the day, we want you guys to control the show. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. It's right there. 
Is it over there? Nope, it's over here, somewhere around there. I don't know. And uh, joining me right now is Clay Troy, a host of the Williams Counterpoint podcast that airs on the Buffalo Fanatics Podcast Network. You can find him at on Twitter at Clay Troya. Uh, and uh, we're looking just for some sweet insight from Clay because Clay does a great job. And that's what I'm going to say. That's why I love my, I love my guy, Clay. Eric, thank you for the, for the super chat. Your personal keys. See, you're getting ahead of me, Eric. We're going to get there, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just, do you have, give him a nugget. Give Eric a nugget just because he wants to know personal keys. So just give Eric a, a little nugget, a little nugget. Uh, for me, it's got a lot to do with um, how how the Pittsburgh offense operates. They've been struggling recently, so it's it, a lot of it. You know, a lot of what I think is the key is going to be more on the defensive side. We know what Josh Allen can do and what that offense can do. Um, sure, they're going against the the best defense that they've faced, but they've they just played a great defense on Monday as well. So um, I think it has a lot to do with uh, you know how do we how do we force you know, the Steelers to run the ball really is, is, is kind of one of my things. Right. That literally, so that's good. Uh, Cause that leads into what was my first question, 11 minutes in to having you on the show. <laughs> We've covered some other stuff already, but my first question for those that don't know, and it's been in the chat already. Uh, so I know that a lot of people do know, but I'm going to go there just because I've got this written down. James Conner is set to return. Uh, he's been activated off the COVID IR. Uh, we know about Big Ben and those wide receivers, but how do the Bills stop what should be a solid, balanced Pittsburgh attack? And do you see, do you see the 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 Steelers with the woes that they've had in passing with the drops? Do you see them trying to go more run in this football game versus pass, or do you see them sticking to who they are, which is throw the ball a thousand times? Like, no, we just throw the ball. That's all we do. What do you see with with Connor coming back? Where do you see that landing? I think they're going to run it a little bit more. They're definitely going to try to establish it. Their run game to me feels a lot like ours where it's, we don't really need to run the ball because we, you know, we we've been passing so effectively. That's been the case for them for most of the season, but that run game is really starting to affect them now because the pass game starting to drop off a little bit and they have nothing to fall back on. So right, um, right. where the bills have kind of picked up in their run game a little bit, the Steelers are still falling behind. James Conner coming back is definitely going to be an improvement for them uh, just because he is the best running back on the roster. Mm. Um, and I think on top of that, uh, if Pouncey, the center, comes back, he's he was on the COVID list. If he comes back as well, that's another big step forward for for that you know offensive front in creating the run game. So um, I do think it's going to be we'll see more runs than usual. I think, um, but really, the the Bills I don't think should have too much of a problem just because that that Steelers run game really has not been too much to worry about so far. Real quick, if you're going to pick your poison, are you going to make the Steelers run against you, or are you going to make them? And I think you may have answered this a little bit, but I'm going to ask it again. Pick your poison. Are you going to make them run against you? Are you going to make them pass against you? I would much rather have them run the ball. If they're running the ball, you know, 20, 30 times, that's a win. If, if we can keep big – because uh, Ben Roethlisberger has the most pass attempts in the league right now. Mm -hmm. um, so they've just they've just been passing it, and they've won games doing it. You know, they, they've had a lot of success doing it. So really what they need to do is – force them to run the ball. If they can force the Steelers to run, if they can make, you know, Ben Roethlisberger uncomfortable in the pocket. Mm. And I mean, you can't, you know, I know we're probably going to talk about this too, but the, there's a lot of good pass catchers on the team too. Mm. So it, you can't really it, it stop all those guys um, at one time. But yeah, I, I would, I'd be very happy if I saw the Steelers running the ball a lot. Did you see Tomlin's comments today about the, the pass catchers that haven't been catching passes? Uh, I, I watched the press conference on which, which, uh, quote, which sound buddy referring to here. If, uh, a team that, a team that <laughs> has, it's Deontay Johnson, right? Deontay Johnson, Juju mm -hmm. Smith-Schuster, uh, yep. this Claypool kid who's unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, which they were, 
errantly Ray Ray uh, McDonald. Yes, Ray McDonald. <laughs> who they errantly. Well, that maybe that makes it makes it make sense because earlier today they said that uh, on one of the programs I was listening to that they've drafted all these guys. I'm like, not that guy. <laughs> So yeah. maybe, maybe they met Ray Ray McDonald. Yeah. I don't know. But the, the Tomlin basically said, if if these guys don't start catching passes, we're going to find guys that will. And it's like, mm-hmm. wow, shots fired. Like, yeah. holy crap. Thoughts on those comments? Uh, I like you, it. I mean, that that's just the way that, that Tomlin coaches. Um, I think it was uh, uh, Bruce. James Schroeder. Washington, not Deontay Washington. My bad. So. Deontay oh, right, Johnson, right. isn't it? Is it Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson, James Washington, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Chase Claypool, Juju. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I think I think it might have been uh, might have been Bruce who, who tweeted something earlier where he says, you know, Sean McDermott at his press conference has Belichick on one side and Tomlin on the other, um, and uh, you know, t- t- doing the little talking into his ear. And um, you know, he had a little bit of that too when he he benched he benched Zach Moss because he fumbled the ball, and then he said in the press conference, "I benched Zach Moss because he fumbled the ball." And that's that's just the way that Tomlin is. That was his Tomlin coming out there, and he's not afraid to call out his guys, um, especially when they're not performing. And when you're winning games too, it works because. Because mm-hmm. it's you know mm-hmm. that you lost your first game, your guys have been struggling with catch with catching the ball. Um, they, they have the highest drops in the league. I think they're thirty plus at this point on the season, which is just a, that is a lot of drops. Yeah, lot. So um, you know, sometimes it's best if you call your guys out, and those are those are competitive. Those guys are competitors. They're great athletes. Um, oh, Bruce is here. Hi, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce, um, is the, Bruce is in the room. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what's interesting about what you just said about the 33 drops is, is Roethlisberger is still completing at 67%, mm-hmm. uh, which is a high clip in in general. Now, Josh Allen is higher than him right now, but 67% with 33 drops th- at this point, which means that the, he's put the ball on him. Right. Is right. what that means. So yeah. and we've talked a lot. I've talked a lot on my shows just about drop percentages and where Josh would be if the Bills hadn't led the league in 18 and 19 in drops and blah, 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 which is interesting. Um, I love what you said just about, you know, make them run. My concern is that they're going to allow them to run the way that they allowed the Chiefs to run, which was basically right. Edwards Alaire running through holes that are as wide as my house. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, Edwards, Edwards Alaire after the game was like, I've never seen holes that big. And like, I don't want, I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> right. I don't want to live in that world. Uh, Brian Bauer says, well, if, this, if I'm the Steelers, I'm targeting the, the hell out of Levi Wallace shaking my head. I'm done with that guy. I want to see more of Dane Jackson. I want to see more of Dane as well. Don't answer yet. Bruce Nolan's in the house, and I'm going to plug Bruce because I love Bruce. Bruce and I are friends. Uh, Bruce is doing, and I've seen some of, some of his pre-work with some of the tape that he's doing. He's going to be talking about, I believe, on one of his shows, and he can confirm or deny. He can plug his own show in the chats, uh, his own podcast. He's been doing tape work, film work on Levi Wallace. There are other programs out there, and there's other shows out there, and there's other content creators out there that are that are trying to sell the narrative that Levi Wallace is playing well. To which I responded to one of them. Well, if you're looking for a guy to tackle the guy after he catches the ball, yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> but if you're looking for a guy to be a risk for a quarterback, in my opinion, the cornerback, did I say quarterback? The cornerback, his main job is to is to make the quarterback think for a second. Do I want to throw at that guy or do I want to throw at that guy? Well, that guy, Trey, I got a lot of risk. And that guy, I, I don't want there to be zero risk. It seems like with Levi Wallace, there's zero risk to throw at Levi Wallace versus going, I'm not going to throw a Trey because there's like 80% risk, 90% risk. I'm going to throw at Levi because there's 30% risk. Does that make sense? Versus, no, no, that guy's going to be open because he's not going to cover him. He's just going to try to tackle him after it's over. What do we do in this situation? Is it time to, to see Dane Jackson? Because he's made plays, limited time, made more plays on the ball than Levi. What are your thoughts on Brian's point here? 
Uh, I I like Dane Jackson as well. I was calling for Dane Jackson uh, during the game on Monday. You know, I was saying we got to we got to call him up next week. Um, ooh, I'm excited for that. There it is. Um, tune in, tune in, tune in, Bills Mafia. If there's if you're not listening to podcasts, start right there, right there. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I I, I also want to see a little bit of Dane Jackson. I think uh, I haven't looked in, in, into the film as much as Bruce has. Uh, I'm sure he's been really diving into it. I saw him tweet uh, about how that was going. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think um, I I would like to see some other options at least. But the thing is, is you, you kind of made that point. If you're playing on the other side of Tre'Davious White, you're going to get the bulk of the targets. So you have to be ready to take a lot of targets in a game. So I mean, you know. Would he be doing better maybe if he had a guy that was not as good on the other side of the field? I think we wouldn't be complaining about Levi Wallace as much, That's but right. because right. he is in that spotlight with Tredavious White, you know, you don't want to target him. So, um, I mean, I would be interested in seeing, you know, at least Dane Jackson. I don't think Josh Norman's the answer either. Uh, he's he's in pretty That's old. Really, where I was going? I was going with Chris Jenkins' comment. I'm glad you said that. Go ahead, keep going. Yes. Yeah, I don't think we should see we should see not Josh Norman either. I mean, maybe give him a shot if Levi really screws something up in the game, uh, because I think Josh Norman's been dressing at least um, and and getting out on the field on the sidelines. But um, yeah, I'm not. I just don't feel I don't feel too too confident in Levi. He's not he's not the worst corner ever. He's no uh, what was that guy's name? Justin Justin Rogers. Do you remember that guy? Like yeah. Carlos Rogers? What was his name? The worst cornerback ever that played for the Bills a while ago. Uh. Somebody's gonna throw in there. I can't. I just blanked because I read this, uh, and I have a comment on Richard Rush's comment. Joe and Clay, I want my DBs to lead the league in pass breakups, not tackles. And this was the point that was being made on Twitter this week. You know, it's it's rare, uncommon, and not likely that you're gonna have two Pro Bowl cornerbacks on a football team. I'm not asking for two Pro Bowl cornerbacks. That's not what I'm asking for. I'm just asking for a guy that's not gonna like tackle the dude after he caught the ball. Like I'm looking for a guy to make a break on a ball. Do you remember uh, how good is your memory last year? Do you remember all the games last year? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I was I watched a lot of the film during the offseason. So Josh Allen drives the field against the Browns in a game that they should have ran the ball the whole game because the Browns rush defense was horrible. Yeah, I remember out, the Bills come out and they throw the ball 40 something times, which back then we, we lived in a space where it's like clearly Josh Allen cannot throw the ball 40 times in a game and we can win. But they, that's what they did. However, Josh Allen drives the field. We take the lead in the fourth quarter. Then the Browns come back. Do you remember what happened? There was a key play. Do you remember what happened and who missed swatting the ball away from a receiver in that football game that basically led to them like getting their go-up score? Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah, Levi was terrible that whole game. <laughs> I was Levi, at that game. It was really bad. He did it again in the 49ers game. That yeah. ball, like, it just like, right by his hand. It's like, how can does he need glasses? Like yeah. is his prescription bad? Get that man some Rex specs. Like what is going on? Yeah. And the, the problem with him is he, he plays really soft coverage. I know that that's mm. the design of the system is to not, you know, you, you want to play soft until the ball's thrown and then Break. you close. Break. He just doesn't close. He's doing a really good job with the playing soft thing. He's just got to work on the closing part. Uh, thank you, uh, Chris. I knew someone would have it. Uh, yeah, Justin Rogers. Uh, I just remember him being the actual worst corner I've ever seen. Um, I'm glad we, you know, we don't have him. It's not him. At least he's better than that. Um, but yeah, he know, can I, tackle. He can definitely <laughs> tackle. He's not afraid to tackle. I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. Let's see. Let's see what else we got. Dane can tackle too. We saw him making some some nice hits. Uh, even if Cam, if Cam Lewis was healthy, I'd say I would give Cam but, Lewis a shot. But Dane is making breaks on the football. 
Right. Mm. I mean, and that's what it is. He's making plays on the football. And I'm not saying that, like, I would rather have a guy that's making plays on the football that misses once a tackle once in a while. And then Mike has to come over or Poyer has to come over once in a while and, like, make the tackle. I would prefer that over, like, catch, tackle, catch, tackle, catch, tackle, catch. I don't know how many people notice this. Levi Wallace led the team in tackles uh, in Monday night's football game mm. because his guy caught the football every time. Yeah, every single time. And it's like, no, bro, your job is to keep that from happening. Like, yes, you're supposed to tackle. You're supposed to keep it in front of you. But you got to, like, make up. Anyways, we oops, that's what I was looking for. This one I'm looking for. Matthew Montgomery, thank you for the super chat. We keep talking about Josh Allen's ceiling. Well, we haven't been talking about it. But, yes, we do talk about it a lot. <laughs> was last night a ceiling. So, Monday nights, a ceiling performance for Josh Allen. I personally think he can actually get better. This is a fun topic for me because I have been I said all of last year. So, Clay, your podcast started this year, um, which Mm -hmm. year to year is fun. It's fun to kind of grow in this thing. And you'll remember things that you say the year before. Last year for me, all of last year, when people were starting to get, I don't want to say, what's the word? Bill's Mafia was still not where we are right now on Josh Allen. It was still very split. And I said, people need to be patient with this kid. Mid-season 2020 is when we'll know what we have at Josh Allen. We'll know if he is, and there's people in this chat that have been listening to me since last year. I've done podcasts with Bruce and I've said the same thing. Game eight by game eight. We'll know is Josh Allen the guy? Is he not the guy? Like is Josh Allen the guy? Is he not? Or is he showing flashes? Has he, has he, has he, has he progressed? Has he regressed? Uh, Bruce Nolan said before the season started that if he plateaus, that's actually a regression to which I agreed with. We're living in a space now where Josh Allen, I don't know that his ceiling has been reached right however even in this football game that was probably the best game that josh played against the 49ers he's had bigger stats but that command was there that control was there his stats could have been even better if you just take lee smith lee smith that first drive and i put it in the butt in the fanatics chat today and i don't know how many people got it people like oh i take it you don't like lee smith no that it wasn't that so if you if you can see my fingers defender wait wait which finger this finger defender running right lee smith trailing the defender in the end zone and josh Allen's like no stop and he throws the ball lee smith keeps going Mm -hmm. the dude has no spatial awareness and it's like josh allen that probably was the best football game that he's played to date even though the numbers weren't like crazy 500 yards because let's be honest 500 yards and six tds might not be your ceiling you might be trying to come from behind right it might be garbage time but that dude was what are your thoughts on a Josh Allen ceiling? Like, talk to me about it. I mean, I don't think we've, I don't think he's hit it yet. I do think Monday was probably his best game that we've seen him play. The Miami game for me is up there as well. Um, his stats were a little bit better, but he was hitting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, the, you know, he, he was making some different kinds of throws in the Miami game. I think the only reason I like the Miami game so much is because he was he was he was hitting those passes that we hadn't seen him throw before. Those really nice touch passes to Stephon Diggs and, mm. and Cole Beasley down the sideline, and he it was the to John it Brown. Was, it was the one in the Chargers where uh, uh, it was the screen pass to Chargers where the blitz came and he just mm-hmm. like whoop, lopped it out there, yeah, lopped it out there, and like Devin hadn't even come out of his turn yet, and like the ball yes. was in the air. That that yeah. stuff, yes, yep, yeah. So and, and you know, but but I definitely think Monday night was you know one of his top two games. So, and I don't think it was his ceiling. I think he could play better. He didn't need to play any better than that. And he almost had a perfect game. All of his, all of his passes were super crisp. There was really not any throws where I was like, 
whoa, whoa, what are you doing? There was one, you know, Fred Warner tipped a ball. Um, he just didn't see him underneath. He was trying to rifle it into Diggs. There's a penalty on that play anyway. I think that was the uh, the Richard Sherman uh, held Diggs because he was going to get burned by him. Um, but, but I think uh, you know, he, he, he was just in the zone. And when he gets in the zone like that, he's going to hit most of his passes, even when he's rolling out uh, to the right there. You know, I, I don't remember who the – the color commentator was there, but he could not get enough of Josh Allen rolling out to the right. And it was Rick. It was Rick. Right, yeah, rightfully so, because he was like he was hitting from from that type of a play where he rolls out. He's been doing it forever. Um, and you know, but he did that and he was making crisp passes from inside the pocket and he was making smart decisions. Like everything was I, you know, I, I really can't talk enough about how good of a performance that was from him. No, the rolling out to the right thing, he was doing it a lot the first four games of the season, and he mm-hmm. was like killing people and then all of a sudden defenses focused on not letting him get out to his right and that was uh i don't remember he had a couple hero balls where he wasn't getting his hips turned as he was rolling to his left yep. and threw a couple bad passes and then he got that fixed and now it's like he just he's an incredible specimen let's get back to the steelers game so claypool has shined in this offense juju seems to be a victim of his success in my opinion i guess the question is and this is a question we asked about these wide receivers that we have on the buffalo bills are there enough balls to go around in that offense for the Steelers? Like, is that what the problem is going on? Like, it, it, they've got a lot of star talent, a lot of star power in the wide receiver group. Uh, obviously, they're dropping footballs right now. Mm-hmm. But it seems like Claypool is the guy right now. Has has the number one changed, or is it still – do you think it's still Juju? It's still Juju. I think he's still the number one guy. He's got the most experience. Um you know, I don't know if he's necessarily the best wide receiver, but I still think he is. You know, he's considered the number one guy there. Um, and yeah, Claypool is a freak. Uh, he he can have those crazy games. He had a four touchdown game earlier this season. So I mean, when you do things like that, you kind of are you're you're showing that you can pretty much do do anything you want in any given game. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, he, he's been dropping passes. Deontay Johnson has really been the one who's been dropping the most passes. Gotcha. Um, so I, I kind of think that um, that the, the drops have really just been the only thing that I can think of that I've that I've seen um, kind of externally of why they're having so much trouble with those wide receivers. I don't think the um, it's I really think that. They're, they're doing fine in the past game. Um, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's throwing the ball okay, um, but they just they just need to catch all the passes, and and they need to be able to run the ball sometimes. The thing about the Bills is, you know, we can, we can pass the ball all we want, but when we run the ball sometimes and do that effectively, that's when the Bills are really at their best, when they have a little bit of variety in there. And, you know, we saw that on Monday night. Josh Allen was able to have the game that he had because he did not – we didn't have to force any pass plays when we didn't need to. We were able to run the ball every now and then. Right. The weather report right now is calling for, I just looked at it and I forgot already, uh, 46 degrees on Sunday mm-hmm. uh, at the stadium in Orchard Park. I live in Hamburg, so I'm five minutes from there, and a 50% chance of rain. There's been a lot of talk this week uh, just about Josh Allen and weather uh, and uh, just like like the bill, like so going back to the Chiefs game, well, there was a weather game, so the, you know the Bills had to run and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And what's funny about that is like Josh Allen threw his first 400-yard game in the rain in Miami. And it's like, well, I don't think the rain is the problem. So mm-hmm. what do you expect to see from this Bills offense on Sunday? Do you expect to see the Bills come in and be like, okay, so the Steelers are number one in pass defense and they're number 10 in run defense. They're, they're averaging, giving up 100 yards a game. The Bills are averaging, or no, yeah, 92 a game. So that's actually more than their average. Uh, do, how do you think the Bills are, do you think they're going to focus on the run or do you think they're going to attack the Steelers? Do you think they're going to do what I think they should do, which is come out and throw the ball, like throw the ball and then set it up to run? 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. I think you should come out firing. That's your strength is throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it was uh, Joe B said it best, establish the pass. You know, right. get out there and throw the ball because that's right. what you're good at. Make them scared that you're going to throw deep on you. That'll open up the run game. It's 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 what backwards happened? land for this for this offense here because that pass game is so effective. So you know, I it, I don't think it matters how how good of a pass defense they are. Go out there, do what your strength is, and you know, if you if you play it right, if you coach your guys up right and go in with the right game plan, you can beat them. I don't you know, it doesn't matter to me how good your pass defense is. Um, the the bills can beat anyone. I said it last yeah. week, and I'll I'll say it. You know, until the bills, you know, until the last game of the season for the bills, the only team that can beat the bills are themselves right now. They can right. beat any other team in the league unless they shoot themselves in the foot, and that's going to be the only thing that stops them. Right. If the Buffalo, I hope they learned. I you know. Every time this offense needs to find a rhythm, they start going to Cole Beasley early underneath. Not early, but they start going to go into Cole Beasley underneath. It worked against the Niners game early. If if the Bills come out come out of this football game against the Steelers and start hitting Beasley underneath early and finding rhythm, I might have to pause the game and run around my block because yeah. to me that's a signal that like oh this is about to go down. Jeff King uh, coming in big time with a super chat. Jeff, we appreciate you more than you know. Uh, I don't think we have even begun to see Josh's ceiling. The man has been shunned his whole career. I love seeing him give every sports reporter a big F you. I have said it a lot. I've said it on my show. And the NFL, American sports in general, is always about the story. It's always about, and I don't mean to get sentimental, but it's always about, like, the story. That's what the whole 30 for 30s are about. And that's what, like, all those things are about. Like, what's the story? And there's going to be a 30 for 30 on Josh Allen if that program still exists. Because if there's a story that the national media should be covering, it's this kid. I mean, you're talking about a kid. I mean, so, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't want to get sentimental and like, not that I'm going to cry, but like we all, those of us that love sports and grew up playing sports all know the feeling of not being the best player on the team, right. Or being a kid and like collecting baseball cards or football cards and like being, you know, three rows deep when the players down front signing autographs and you can't get to Jim Kelly or you can't get to whoever your favorite player is. And you're younger than me. I don't know who that was for you, but there's always that feeling. So like even going back to the Raiders game, when you see that picture of, of Josh Allen and Derek Carr, and then you hear the follow-up story that Josh Allen was put on the field of kids that like don't have talent, right? Hey, mm-hmm. the kids that are good, we're going to put with Derek. So Derek can like hang out with them. And the kids that are like, you know, they're, they're fun and they love the rate. They, they, they love, they love being here. Like we're, we're going to put them, put them with over there on the other field, every single step of the way, Josh Allen, like from high school to Juco, the only offer he had was Wyoming coming out of, of Wyoming. Like, like people have fed feasted on, on this kid, not on his carcass because he's very much thrived, but they have tried to feed on this kid like piranha for like two and a half, three years. It's still going on. Like it's since they had Mel Kuyper on ESPN, I think today, right. Talking yes, about I saw like, that Mel, you've been backing this kid forever. Like mm-hmm. why? And Mel was roasted him. Like just roasted him. Mm-hmm. I just don't get this. I don't understand. If there's a story, the we all love them. Like even the players that we hate, they build this whole narrative thing and they put the story out there before the game, and we all fawn. Oh, what a great story about Brian Cox. I hate Brian Cox, but what a great story about how he grew up in a bad area and whatever, and his and his dad left when he was a kid, and his mom died, and blah blah. And he had to raise his family. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But not Josh Allen. Josh Allen is like he has a road 
to perdition. <laughs> and like, all they want to do is like, just pound them into the dirt. And I just yeah. don't get it. Like, I'll get off my soapbox, but that's, you can talk about this. Yeah. I mean, my favorite thing about, you know, Alan, you know, Trent Dilfer said, as he was coming out of the draft, he he got told no 998 times. All he has heard is no from everybody. You can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not going to be able to make it at the next level. And they, they've been saying that since high school, you're not going to be able to make it at the next level. So he went to Juco and right. a lot of guys said, you're not going to be able to make it at the next level at the D one level. He went there and he did it. And now he's in the NFL and he's doing it because, because his internal voice is always, yes, I can. That's right. And I will. And I think that that is, that's the reason, you know, Josh Allen is not, uh, is not the rule. He's the exception he's where, the exception. where, Guys that guys that come into the league and start slow like that and have those bad numbers, you know, I saw someone talking about it. How people are going to be comparing, you know, young raw quarterbacks to Josh Allen forever now because they're like, well, can they develop? And the answer most of the time is going to be no, because the the reason that Josh Allen developed is because he put in the work. He was he's so determined to get better. And mm. every year he goes into the offseason and he meets with his his uh quarterback coach Jordan Palmer. That's and right. they they find something to work on and they attack it and he he comes out the next season a completely different player, which is exactly what we saw going from year 1 to year 2 and yep. then again from year 2 to year 3. Yep. And now he's going game to game or he started going game to game this season. He was doing a little bit last year game to game where he would like got a, I got a problem, I got to fix it. He'd mm -hmm. fix it for the next game and now he's mid game. So yeah. literally now, you know, now it's, I can play against man, can't play against zone. And now it's like, we, they started man against me. Now they switch to zone. I'm going to switch to, and I'm going to beat them. Like, it's just, to me, this story, it's just a, it's just an amazing story. And for all intents and purposes, it's a story that they should, the NF, the national media should be rally. Every single person should want this kid to succeed because mm -hmm. he is all of us. He's all of us that were too small. Yeah. All of us that weren't fast enough, all of us that weren't strong enough, all of us that were told no, all of us. I was told before I went to college, I had to, I had to have a recommendation like from, from, from like a person. The person that wrote my recommendation literally slid the paper back over to me and said, I've, I've filled out your recommendation. It's positive. I just want you to know I don't I don't see you ever working in this industry like ever. And I was like, oh, thanks. And lo and behold, I am now and I'm crushing it. Like, like Josh Allen is every single one of us. He wasn't gifted, given, or rolled in on a chariot ever once in his life. Never once. And I, I love this story. I love him. And it's just, look at that. Oh, thank you, Bruce. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the story is only going to get better because the natural media still is not believing. Clay, you're Josh Allen, by the way. Nobody gave you a shot either. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> no, but yeah, the story's just going to keep getting better because you know the national media still is not going to believe in him, and the the more he does to prove them wrong, you know, I don't think I don't think people are going to believe until he wins his second Super Bowl. He's going to win one, and people are still going to be like, ah, there was a fluke. He didn't, you know, it's not the real thing. They're they're not going to believe him until he gets his second one. Right, right. No, I agree with you. So this is I've got a question for you that I don't think I sent you in the notes, which is something I always love to do with guests. So mm -hmm. which I think you got used to last week. Yeah. Uh if the Bills win against the Steelers, I've already said that I believe they're gonna run the table. And, and this is an easy answer. So this is the softball. So the softball is the Bills win. Are they for real? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I, you know, um Dan Orlovsky was, you know, on air, you know, slamming his fists on the table saying how many 
prove it games do the Bills have to win before they've proved it? Because he was saying Monday, that was a prove it game. They played a really good Rams team. That was a prove it game. They played a great Raiders team. That was a prove it game. How many games against teams that are over 500 and in the playoff picture do the Bills have to beat before people start believing that they're the real deal? And I think this might be the final nail in the coffin where it's like, Okay, but then again, still they just lost to the Washington football team, so people are gonna be like, "Well, they just lost to them. They're not a they're they're frauds anyway." So, Dude, freaking freaking good morning football Tuesday morning gave yeah. the Bills ninety seconds, and yep. the next hour was the Steelers, and it's just like you've got to be kidding me. Jeff King is about to make me run around the block. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pause the show. Joe Miller, well said. We all love the Rudy story. That's it. That's mm-hmm. the, the difference is is Josh Allen made it. To the pros, like he made it to the next level. Josh Allen movie, it's going to be amazing. If you don't, if you don't want the Rudy story, you're just a douchebag. And I I said the word, it's true. Great show, guys. Thank you. On my fourth Jameson, so I'm being generous. (laughs) Keep it coming, bro, dude. I'm Irish. I'm all about it. So keep keep that coming. So the second half of that question about if the Bills win, are they for real? Is this if the Bills lose? To a game that doesn't really matter. So, I mean, there's for all intents and purposes, if they lose to the Steelers, it's the last hard game on their schedule, potentially. Mm. If the Bills lose in, in this game, are they any less for real? Uh, no. I mean, it, it depends how the game goes as well. If it's a terrible loss, I might say we need to figure some stuff out, uh, you know, because we got we have more games that we need to win in order to make the playoffs. Um, but so, you know, if if it's a if it's a blowout, then maybe there's cause for concern, but any other score, you know, if it's, if it's a 10 point game or less then I think, you know, it's no cause for concern. The Steelers are a good team. They're a well-coached team. They're coming off of their first loss of the season. And that's going to be a huge motivating factor for them. They're an undefeated team that just lost their first game in December. So, you know, think about how amped up these guys are going to be, especially since these Buffalo Bills came into their house last year and clinched a playoff spot. You know, Renegade played and they went crazy and we went down the field and we scored a touchdown. So, I mean, you know, they're going to have all the motivation in the world to win this game. As far as motivation and mindset goes, I think the Steelers are in the better position because the Bills are coming off of a very impressive win. They might be a little too confident right now coming into the Steelers game. So I don't think, I think if they lose, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. That's a hot take right there. Well, I mean, Sean McDermott can keep, can keep you as level as you want, but I don't think, you know, there is to an extent, a level of confidence that can be dangerous. If you're too confident, that's not good. You need to humble yourself. And I think, you know, this might be a a chance where they go in too cocky and they get humble. Yeah. Bruce Dolan. Uh, if you're not drinking Irish whiskey and super chatting, I'm not sure you're doing up the hotline correctly. <laughs> hey, I am Irish, if you haven't noticed. So it is what it is. So the jig is up. The news is out. They finally found me, in case anybody's wondering. So those are the words to renegade. Under over uh, that they play that song. If the Bills are winning Sunday night. They better fans. be winning by a lot to play that song. <laughs> There's still I'm, fans in the stands, but are they playing that song? They, play I, that? they can't play that song. It literally. Unless it's the game's over, it's the fourth quarter, and they're up by like twenty points. I'm do not play that song because that would be that would piss off the Steelers so much they'd probably start a riot. I don't remember which game it was. It was one of the it was one of the Patriots games. It might have been the thirty-one to nothing game that I was because I went to that game, the Sam Adams game, and I believe they played Sweet Caroline at the end of the game. Sweet yeah. Caroline, yeah. the crowd was. It was like it was like eighty thousand people had been was drinking. The, the Sam Adams game, or was it the uh, the Drayton Florence game? Sam Adams game. I was not at the Drayton Florence game. Okay. I, I think I was at the Drayton Florence game. I think they played it after that too. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta love it when the bills troll people like uh, when the guy in the booth playing songs just trolls people it's just it's awesome. great. uh i don't have any questions left and before i open it up to the uh crowd i got a bunch of stats and i sent all these stats to you so i did a bunch of mm-hmm. research for you which was good um just because i knew you were going into your your podcast recording with the steelers people uh yes. tell us real quick about the show that you've got coming out tomorrow yeah i have a really cool show uh it didn't come out today i know usually uh i post my stuff on wednesday it's usually out middle of the night on uh, on wednesday morning there um but this week i got a little delayed because my guest um had a better better schedule for him to interview today and that guest was arthur Motes, former bill former Steeler, current Steelers podcaster so um that was that was a lot of fun talking to him and let me tell you he is the nicest dude in the world um he has a bunch of accolades for all the off the field stuff that he's done um he's a great guy and it was a really good conversation you know it it floats so well like i honestly forgot halfway through that i was talking to a former nfl player it just felt like i was you know hanging out with somebody that i was catching up with after years um but yeah it was a lot of fun to um to be able to talk to him and uh that one's going to get posted i'm still in uh, in the works editing that one because we just recorded at uh, 6 30 come here <laughs> yeah yeah i know so i'm pretty much just going to edit that post it and go to bed um but yeah that'll be up uh that'll be up later tonight uh and uh so you know if you don't have anything going on tomorrow you know your morning commute in or something like that uh give that a listen because that's uh that was a lot of fun did you ask him about his his claim to fame I didn't. No, no. I figured he probably gets that asked that too. I'm assuming you're talking about um, wh- wh- which claim to fame are you talking about? Here? The only one he has ending Brett Favre's career. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't ask him about that. Um, yeah. I figured he probably gets asked about that too much. And um, what's it like being the guy that ended yeah, Brett Favre's you career? You can't ask him about that. He's such a nice guy too. As soon as he joined in, uh, you know, in the StreamYard chat, he was just a smile across his face the whole time. Um, yeah. That's awesome, cool. dude. That's good stuff. Questions that you have for me. Do you have any questions for me coming about the Steelers game? I, I mean, never, I never get to get asked questions. Yeah, really. that's true. I mean, how are you feeling about it in general? Because I know, you know, you, that's something that you usually ask to, to other people. How do you feel about the game in general going into it? I feel a little sideways. And the reason that I feel sideways is because um, what I normally predict doesn't happen. And so, like, we came off of the show last week against about the, the 49ers, and I said stack and tackle, right? And then I said get, go, get Josh in rhythm early, throwing the football. And then, and then, you know, counter it with a run. And they mm-hmm. did that they won. And I was like, oh, like they, they, they literally did what I said to do. So like I have, I have a little reservation. So was I lucky or did I like know what I was talking about? Um, I hope the bills don't overthink the weather in this football game. Uh, I, that, that's my biggest concern is I hope that this ter- doesn't turn into a run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass. It's just not who they are. And there were some interesting comments that came out from Dable. I don't know if it was today or Monday where he's basically said, or I heard it, I heard it somewhere that the four wide thing didn't even come about until preseason. Like mm-hmm. it, that wasn't even necessarily something they, they didn't want to do spread. Like it wasn't even on the radar until they like started doing spread in preseason and realized their defense was having trouble with it. And they were like, Oh, okay. Like yeah. that's interesting. Um, to me, that's just who they are. To me, I've said that I've said it. You've heard me say it a hundred times. Josh Allen is a pass first quarterback. That's what he is. Mm-hmm. And the Bills, this offense is a pass first offense. I want to see them come out and I want to see them do what they did against the 40. The 49ers are a good defense. I think yeah. it's, I think it's right there with the 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 Steelers, the Steelers defense. The difference is they don't have TJ Watt, right? TJ Watt right. is going to be that TJ Watt Williams. Somebody put it in the chat a while ago. TJ Watt versus Williams is going to be something we're going to have to watch a little bit. You mm-hmm. might see Lee Smith in this football game. That's probably coming off that Niners game. The only 
uh man as 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 they as teams adapt and they morph the the the, the adapt the adaptation that i liked the most about the 49ers game is that that lee smith was in that game he was not a scratch he was active and they still did buffalo bills josh allen things does that yeah. make sense like it wasn't a well lee smith's in the game we got to run the ball 75 times it's like mm-hmm like fourth tackles in the game or third tackles in the game. So if that makes sense. So I think that Lee Smith is going to be in this football game, which he brings a measure of attitude, a little bit of personality, a little bit of swag to him, which yeah. is good. Um, what do I think? Does this game scare me? No, I think the Bills, I'm confident. I'm very confident that the Bills can win this football game. More confident in the, in the Bills because of, well, I'm confident because of two things. Number one, first, because I, I believe it in who the Bills are. I believe in who the Bills are, and I've seen enough from this Bills offense to know they're going to score 30 points, mm. if that helps, regardless yeah. of what the Steelers do. So the Steelers, the Bills will, the Bills defense is going to come out. They're going to continue to stack on top of what they've been doing. I'm a little worried about Levi Wallace with this wide receiver core. However, they're probably going to go nickel like a lot, five DB, you know, five DBs on the field a ton. I'd like to see more Dane Jackson. Somebody put in the chat that he can't come back unless it's COVID related or something like that. Or he's got yeah, it's if, if he if he comes back, he has to clear waivers permanent. unless they sign with the active roster. So right, it'd be right. kind of a process to bring him back up, which sucks. I also, as much as it's also been in the chat tonight, that the Steelers have been underrated, which I don't know how that's possible when they're undefeated until last weekend. They are to me the weakest. They were the weakest undefeated team I'd ever seen. Like, and mm-hmm. and as I was doing the research for this show tonight, which we didn't get into a lot of it, just their opponents that they beat this year: the Giants averaging 19 points per game, the Broncos averaging 18.8 per game, the Texans averaging 24 points per game. When the when the Steelers beat the Texans, they were only averaging 20. The Eagles averaging 21 points a game. The Cowboys averaging 22 points a game. The Bengals averaging 19 points a game. The Jags averaging 20 points a game. I don't know that they've seen an offense like the Bills yet. And that, to me, gives me confidence that I think this Buffalo I, – I, I'm confident in this game this weekend. That's where I'm at right now. I'm confident. Even with the rain, even with the weather, I think the Bills come out and they do Buffalo Bills things. Where's your confidence level at? Uh, I'm pretty confident as well. I'm I'm a little on the fence on who's who's actually going to win the game just because I feel like that mentality factor from the Steelers. I agree, Jay Spence. Um, just because I think the mentality factor from the Steelers could play a role in the game because, you know, it's a revenge game against the Bills on Sunday night, just like last year, and they're coming off that first loss. And, you know, they're they they um and they, they those receivers just got called out by their coach. So I feel mm-hmm. like they're I feel like they're probably going to end up having some of some of the better games that they've had um, just because when you get called out by your coach like that, you got to You got to show up the next week or you might actually get benched. You know, is he gonna hurt him or is it going to, is it going to hurt him or help him? That's the question. Oh, I think it's going to help him. I just, you know, especially with a wide receiver dropping, dropping footballs, the reason that they're doing it, especially, you know, Deontay Johnson's the guy that's really been the, the worst culprit of it. He's trying to run before he's got the ball in his hands. It's a, it's a really simple fix. Just catch the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Just catch the ball first. And, um, you know, I think, I think he'll be able to focus in on that. Um, you know, these guys are competitors. They play at the highest level. I, you know, I don't think their feelings are going to get hurt too much. Yeah, Josh, uh, Josh Allen stat line. So everybody in the chat, give me a Josh Allen stat line. And Clay, give me the Josh Allen stat line too. Well, I said it last week. I'm going to say it again because it worked out well. Uh, I'm going to say 250 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it's exactly what I said last week, and he ended up having his best game ever. So, you know, <laughs> going into it, it was like, yeah, I, I think that's reasonable. They're going up last week. They were going up against the top five passing defense. So I was like, okay, yeah, 250 and two touchdowns. I'd be happy with that. It's the same thing with this. It's the number two passing defense in the league. If he can put up 250 and two touchdowns and we can have any amount of a run game, I think, you know, that's a winnable, winnable game at that point still. 
I think that I think Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, shocked them this weekend. And I think Josh Allen throws for about 325, three touchdowns. I think he has another rushing touchdown. And I think with that, I think the Bills, I think the Bills probably put about 135 yards rushing on them. So I think it uh, I think it kind of I think I think the Bills are rolling. And yeah. I, as much as I I don't have a concern about them being overconfident until you said it. <laughs> um, I don't think they are. I think humble and hungry is the word. Um, I love as much as I there can't be, and I hate the oh, we're gonna go into the into the locker room and hear coaches like like post game speech, and they never like let you hear the whole thing. So they give you like a snippet of it, and then it's like they break it down. But uh, uh, coach asked the question at the beginning of it. I don't know if you saw it. He said, "How many is that?" It was nine, right? Nine wins. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen yells, "Josh Allen yells, not enough." Not enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I do like Josh Allen's mentality. He's always saying, you know, we're we're not in the playoffs yet. We've only got nine wins. We need more wins. So I, you know, his mentality has been great. You know, he's such a good leader and everything like that. Um, but you know, he's not the whole team. There's other guys on the team that might be a little, uh, you know, a little more confident than he is, and you know, kind of losing losing track of reality a little bit. Yeah, three three twenty five, three touchdowns in the air for Josh Allen, and one thirty five on the ground. Is what I'm gonna say, and they can give it to whoever they want. I know Zach Moss is in the doghouse a little bit right now, and Coach called him out. He'll be yeah. back. He'll be back. Eric, uh, once again, thanks for the super chat. Just be careful with Fitzpatrick coming coming from Miami. Oh yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick is legit. Mm-hmm. He's really yeah, oh, he's always, he's amazing. I would yeah. say he's probably the biggest threat on that defense. Yeah, he may have some keys for the pit uh, D and O line. Yes, you're correct, Eric. However, if there was ever a team that Josh Allen owns, it's the Dolphins, and mm-hmm. and Minka was on that football team. So yes, he's going to be able to give them some in- insight. But even with that insight, Josh Allen's a different player right now than he was uh, in 2018. Like he's a totally different football player than he was in 2018. He was run. He was he was drop back and go. It wasn't even a. He didn't give the. He didn't give time for the guys to run routes. It was like I'm gone. Like it just it was so so different. Final score prediction. Everybody in the chat, give me a final score prediction. What's your final score prediction there, uh, there, uh, Clay? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'll go with 28-24. I said Steelers earlier, but I'm gonna say Bills now. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a lot of people last week. And I think you were one of them said 27, 17 to which I was like, wait, the same scores against like the chargers. I had, I had the point differential, right? And, I, and like, literally there was a moment or two there, it was going to be 27, 17 and I, or 27, 17. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I, was, when I was watching. I was like, they can't score anymore. Stop scoring. <laughs> I was like, it's going to happen twice. Yeah. I think the bills get 32. I think the bills get their, their get around their point total. Um, I've been calling one possession games, and every it seems like every time I call the Bills in a one possession game, they end up at multiple possessions. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna say twenty like thirty two twenty seven. I think that uh, that I think James Conner's gonna have a good football game by design. I think they're gonna let him run, uh, but I think that the Bills are gonna try to to lock down Ben and see, and and they might be able to get to Ben this week because Ben is not mobile like that no. dude. You want to talk about Drew Bledsoe cement shoes? Ben Roethlisberger has Drew Bledsoe like, cement shoes. Drew Bledsoe, Kyle Orton, which, <laughs> you know, I, Kyle Orton, I think, is the worst I've ever seen. No, it was Bledsoe. The difference between Bledsoe and really everybody else is he never fell down. Like, everybody, uh, like, he had, like, four defenders on him, and he, like, would not fall down. But uh, <laughs> I liked Kyle Orton. Spence knows that. Like I, 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 I liked Orton. It's just watching him try to move was hilarious. It really looked like his legs weighed, like, you know, 100 pounds each. <laughs> it's funny to watch it was funny to watch we have about seven minutes left in this show uh ben is a statue it's true but he's a dangerous statue yes does anybody have uh does anybody have any questions comments that you want to ask myself or clay before we let you go ladies and gentlemen you are watching the humpty hotline 
There's 244 people up in this mug. Uh, I've got uh, 138 likes on YouTube. There's 208 watching on YouTube. Do me a favor. Jump on that like button. Hump that like if you have not already. Uh, but uh, questions that you guys have for us. Um, <laughs> I hate how much Joe loves Orton. <laughs> when you live in quarterback purgatory, like, <laughs> here's the thing. So I grew up teenager to early 20s, formative years, Jim Kelly. Like, right? So a lot of Bill's Mafia is like Flutie Johnson. And like, and then after that, and then it was just trash after that. Like, we're talking Losman versus Holcomb, Edwards versus whoever. Like, Orton could throw the football. Like, the dude was a competent quarterback. When he was in Denver, I mean, if people played fantasy football back then, the dude got fantasy football points. He was good. He wasn't great, but he was the best quarterback I'd seen in a Buffalo Bills. I mean, he had a great year with Sammy Watkins, Watkins yeah. Sammy's first year. So, yes, I'm... And I thought when he, when he, when he like, I'm going to go up and talk to the coaches and then never came back. I was like, yeah, yeah. That was so funny. The the whole scenario there where it's just Kyle Orton running away and Doug Marone going along with him, you know, it's poetic. Well, well, Doug Marone going along with him was great, but uh, yes. Yeah. St. St. Doug. We were glad to see him go. Uh, Chris Jenke, the real Chris Jenke asks Joe and clay barring injury. Will we ever see Croft play again this year? Take it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, He's he's still a good tight end. He's played pretty well this year. I don't I don't know why they've been healthy scratching him. Maybe it's just because Lee Smith fits better into that blocking type of a player, and that's what they wanted against um that's what they wanted against the 49ers. I wouldn't expect to see Croft this week if that's the kind of thing that they're going for. There's a, a really strong defensive front that the Bills are gonna have to deal with. And I think Lee Smith is gonna be way more equipped to handle some of those guys up front than Croft. So uh wouldn't expect to see him this week, but I do think we'll see him again. If Bruce is in the room, I would like a one-sentence answer on Knox versus Croft blocking ability. So, Bruce, if you're still in the room, how is Knox versus Croft blocking? That's the question I want to answer, or I want to ask, and I need an answer for. Did I wear the Boho jersey? I did. The Boho Mojo, hashtag Boho Mojo, was flowing. I am 2-0 and in my Corey Bohorquez jersey. It is absolutely true. So, uh, Gary Gotcha, thanks for the super chat. Thanks for uh, being a part of the show. Podcast name nomination. Go Bills overreaction. I can't have <laughs> oh gobbles. <laughs> you can do gobbles counterpoint. <laughs> and the go- the the gobbles guys, the gobbles yeah. guys works right. Yeah, the gobbles guys. So yeah. We could all do, we could all do the go Bills. Yeah. So we gobbles. were told. Just so everybody knows. And here's the thing: I'm not here to trash the Bills. I get it. I understand. There's an aspect of like. You know, when you're when you're doing this stuff, they have to squeeze the small guy so that somebody doesn't come along and make two, three, four, five million dollars off of their likeness, off of their logo. We were also told that we were not any longer allowed to wear a Bills hat like we can't have helmets in the background. I can't have pictures, jerseys like we can have no likenesses of the Buffalo Bills anywhere. So that's funny. The gobbles overreaction show. I'm, I'm torn between the Williams. It might be the Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody will get it though, but it probably won't be that. So that's funny. Uh, another one at Joe and Clay will Beasley dominate uh, the the Pittsburgh cornerbacks if they throw it to him. <laughs> that's Beasley. all I got to do. He's always Cole, open. Just throw Cole it to Beasley him. will dominate anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, Bruce answered my question. Knox is a more physical player with a higher upside as a blocker. Croft is a positional blocker at best. That could be the answer to the to the Tyler Croft stuff. So we know Lee Smith is coming in. Or they're playing Lee Smith because they want that third tackle, because that's basically what he is. Yep, he's a third tackle and a, and a red zone target apparently. Yeah, why are they playing? 
<laughs> Why are they? Play? Well, right, but not a deep threat, clearly, because he was wide open on that one play. Thank so God, Josh didn't throw it to him. Uh, and the get so at this point, you could probably assume or deduce deduce that uh, they're playing Knox over Croft because Knox is probably more of a physical blocker, which is what he did at Ole Miss. Right. So he didn't catch a lot of passes. He, he yeah, you know, I think he also is, you know, as an athlete in general, a pass catcher and a ball carry. I think he has a higher upside than Croft as well. So. Yep, yep. Uh, and uh, pass catcher, maybe not. RD706, I'm not ignoring you. Do me a favor. You're you're following, and I believe he's following you on Twitter. DM Spence. Spence is the man. Spence is my bestie. He's still my best friend. DM Spence, ask him that question. He'll let you know. Uh so n- there's no no real uh no real beef. Like between us, there's no beef. There's just sometimes it's it just is what it is. Richard Rush, why not the overreaction fan podcast? So this is the thing. So the problem with these things, and Clay's about to go through this too, is the fact that like when somebody goes into find a new podcast, right? Uh, so I want to listen to a podcast about trucks. So they type in trucks podcast, right? That's what they do. So trucks, and they find one. Oh, this one's about Chevys. This one's about Dodge. Dodge trucks podcast. I want to know about Dodge trucks. Well, that's what happens. So when you 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 name and title your podcast a certain way, so if somebody goes in and they're like, I want to know more about the Buffalo Bills or I want to listen to a Buffalo Bills podcast, they type in Bills podcast. Well, the the hope is, is that you have you have good enough metrics and ratings that you end up at the top of the list. I don't know what you're laughing at, but I just saw Bruce's comment. <laughs> this one? No, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh how do i ban bruce from the chat (laughs) (laughs) the problem is is so even with my show your show is great i love the counterpoint concept you know that i've talked to you about it i was there when you were trying to create the show as far as coming up with a name Mm -hmm. and i told you i was like this is a sweet concept i love the idea of going and getting somebody from the other team's media and like interviewing them and how do they feel about our team and how do they feel about their team because we're so one-sided with me my my podcast name is bait like i don't really overreact <laughs> like, yeah, i yeah. just more or less i mean you should I just get, call it the reaction podcast right right but it's got to have so it's got to have some sort of a buffalo base or bill's base in there it's that's mm-hmm. that's the problem so the fanatically over we're going to rename my show tonight so yeah um <laughs> But uh, we've been on this thing for an hour and a half, 90 minutes. This has been a great show. You've been with me for for, for a, full, a full hour, Clay. You're oh, the guy. Wow, yeah. Dude, uh, it's, uh, it's it's freaking awesome. So Jay Spence has spoken. Everything is good, everyone. I've been doing too much. Had to take some time off from the camera, uh, which is, uh, that's that's my guy. Um, <laughs> somebody ban that man. Elliot, if you're still in the room, <laughs> ban that guy. <laughs> I don't know who this Bruce Nolan is, FBI guy, but uh Anyways, Clay, tell uh, Bills Mafia one more time a little bit about yourself. Tell them about your show. Tell them what you talk about. Tell them what you got coming up tomorrow. And then we'll close this thing out here in a second. Yeah, so um, uh, do I do a podcast weekly. Uh, usually g- comes out on Wednesday. Uh, Going to be a little late today. Um, but I do a podcast, uh, Bill's Counterpoint. Well, I'm sorry, the Counterpoint podcast, um, <laughs> where I, I invite on someone from the uh, from the opposing team, you know, a podcaster, fan, reporter, anything like that. And we talk about the matchup. And it's a good way to find out a little bit more about the other team um, and, you know, see see what they have from their perspective. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us are just listening to a bunch of Bill stuff and it's kind of hard to see from the other side. So I like to be able to talk to those guys and see what's going on. And uh, hopefully you guys like that as well. Otherwise you can find me on Twitter. Oh, I went away, but um, oh, oh, uh, over, over here uh, at Clay Troy, uh, find me on Twitter. Give me a follow. Um, 
but uh yeah that's that's pretty much it for me the the episode that'll be coming out i just had on uh arthur moats don't cross the moats uh and that was a great conversation so be on the lookout for that one i almost forgot right yeah right <laughs> let me get out the notes hold on hold on dude i i, I prepped I, like i pumped you at the top of the show like i was, I was like Clay, yeah i was, like, was crushed it twice like so he's doing it again <laughs> ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen clay troya for manscaped bills fans there are so many knicks that just suck buddy knicks the new york knicks nick mullins nick wright don't even get me started on snags when John Johnson snagged the ball out of Tyler Croft's hands, when DeAndre Hopkins snagged the ball in the end zone, but the worst Nixon snags are the ones on your balls. So go to manscaped.com, get yourself the lawnmower 3.0. It won't nick or snag. Use code fanatics for an extra little discount for yourself. <laughs> oh, he's got a million of them. It's so good. It's so good. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. And if you go to manscaped.com right now, uh, and you type in the promo code fanatics, we're going to give you 20% off and free shipping. And guess what? Christmas is coming. And here's the thing. The boxers are legit. So all their equipment is great. And like all their, their, their tonics and all of their, whatever you want to call them, all the stuff is good. The boxers are amazing. So I'm sold on the boxers. The boxers are so good, but yes, clay Bravo. Like if anybody should legit be like, it should I'm be, you should be to notice, man, you should be writing copy. You should be writing copy for manscaped. So go to manscaped.com. Type in the promo code fanatics, uh, get 20% off of everything. You've already done your side. So my name is Joe Miller. You guys have been tuned in to the hump day hotline. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. Here's the thing for both myself and for clay, go to your favorite podcast platform. So Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, Google play. Uh, I'm on iHeartRadio. like wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, uh, caster what do you know some of the other ones what are some of the other ones there's a million of them like uh, transistor uh yeah I, I genuinely have no idea there's like 50 of them out there wherever you go go in and search overreaction bills for a limited time overreaction bills go into and search bills counterpoint uh go and find bruce exclusive go in and find code of conduct subscribe to our rss feed subscribe to uh, literally our shows because you're going to miss exclusive content if you don't so subscribe rate comment review all that good stuff uh show us some love if you if you're enjoying the show show us some love but uh yes so what i've got coming up so i have obviously tomorrow night i am recording the off tackle with john fina show uh and that will drop on friday on the uh, uh buffalo fanatics podcast network and then uh sunday is my preview show so my preview show comes out on sunday you can only get that you can only get the, the overreaction preview show on sunday from my rss feed so if you're only subscribed to the buffalo fanatics feed you're not going to get it so you've got to get it like off of my feed and then obviously overreaction monday the post game show as well uh with that any final comments anything anything good anything you want to leave us with christmas is coming any Christmas, Christmas is coming. Yeah, I think next week I'm going to take the banner down. I got a Bills tree behind me, so uh, I think I'll take that down and have that in the background next time. Nice, nice, very good, ladies and gentlemen. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being just awesome on the like in the comment section and on the show. You guys have been fantastic. What a great, what a great show, Clay. Great job. So thank you very much, man. Thank yeah, you. Dude, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. I love your knowledge. I love your insight. I love the way that you kind of come at the whole thing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have been watching the Hump Day Hotline one more time on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. We appreciate you guys joining us. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.